0: Welcome to Darren Creating Refuge. This is an update regarding COVID-19 and contemporary politics and tragedy in the United States and around the globe concerning anti-Asian violence mainly spread and uncovered through social media and the reactions and responses, not only in the United States, but also around the globe. Um, So for many of you listeners that are um, tuning in to this podcast, um, there was a mass shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, um, that killed, um, six, um, people of Asian descent who were in, um, the sex industry, the massage parlor industry, and these, um, folks who work in these, um, industries are some of the most vulnerable of our population, um, they are usually undocumented and um, usually have survived and work under periods of extreme abuse. So those of us who live with PTSD or complex PTSD can really understand um, how almost paralyzing and impossible it is to survive in such environments and some of us may have survived um sexual abuse and assault um thus living with trauma so um this has come on the heels of multiple attacks throughout covid and i for one have raised this as an issue in my spiritual home which i am now considering leaving um due to responses that I have felt have been, uh, very lukewarm and lip servicey. So it brings up this, uh, question of, um, how radically inclusive a space is, um, in its mission when certain populations, particularly Asian populations within, um, the rubric of Buddhism are left out of the fold. Um, So what happens when one's spiritual practices, when they emanate from Asia, are taken on by others? um, And you don't really see folks of Asian Pacific Islander descent within the fold where these practices are um, being taken from. So in a theoretical sense in the united states there's this um movement towards decolonization and for many it is an act of cultural theft when others are taking these practices and using them for other purposes Um, so uh, for example if one goes to an asian ethnic temple that is buddhist it is alive with a lot of activity and there is noise there are children that may be present, etc. You go to a Western Buddhist space that is predominantly white. It will have um, this penchant for quietude, silence. Um, you could hear a needle drop, a pin drop, etc. Um, and for many of those um, who are raised in Buddhist um, cultures or had a buddhist um upbringing through their family um it may make us feel uneasy and i think this time right now is a um is an example of that um so i am holding a lot of um resentment and anger um and in Buddhist communities, um, that is something that is very real. Um, So there's this concept of the ultimate truth that we're all selfless and the same and interconnected, yes. However, there is relative truth in terms of what our world is actually going through at this very moment. And I think this applies also to um, sexual identity, uh, gender, racial and ethnic identity and especially um, identities rooted in disability um, and mental health so um, with this we organized a skate Um, so a popular hashtag right now is stop Asian hate Um, it's gone global now from these killings and I think it is a turning point in that before um, these killings have been going on for years um, for a couple centuries uh, without a lot of media exposure and now with um, social media um, awareness of such crimes is on, um, on people's minds and people can see it right before their faces just like how um the black lives matter movement has um gained global traction uh as well as abolition of the police so um so this is a turning point and not only did folks of asian pacific under descent show up um it was all across the board in terms of identities um and those are the opportunities to build bridges. So a, um, activist who passed away, who was also a scholar here in, um, the United States in Detroit, uh, Grace Lee Boggs, who was a Chinese American activist, um, who worked across, um, the color line just as, um, Yuri Kochiyama did, um, in her, alliances with specifically black identified communities um spoke of critical connections what are the critical connections we can make during this time and what are the overarching issues um so on social media if some of you are socially activated you may have seen calls um to say erase um Or they'll uh, strike through uh, the term stop um, Asian hate and say instead and white supremacy. Yes, that is true. Maybe the overarching issue is white supremacy and white terrorism. Um, However, can we look at it as both? Because that takes um, away the agency um, and cheapens the lives that are lost. Um, just as Black Lives Matter had to, uh, take on, um, the All Lives Matter, um, response. The same thing is happening to Asian Pacific Islander communities in this moment, um, which brings up this whole concept of oppression Olympics and who has suffered more and et cetera, which is all very divisive. So it's a very impassioned time. Um, Our skate, if you would like to look at some of the footage and the skate group that I helped uh, formalize is on Instagram. Uh, The account is one word. The account is lake people skate. So lake, like a body of water, people skate lake people skate one word and you can see the turnout in the footage and the skate um action that also involved people on foot as well as cyclists um and we had a pretty good turnout probably around 100 people um at a park in Chinatown called Madison Park um that I grew up knowing as Dragon Park and uh We rolled from there and walked from there, um, to a new part of, um, Oakland, um, new in that it was just given the name recently of little Saigon. And when I was growing up as a youngster, it was, um, known as new Chinatown. And this is the area that's predominantly of, uh, people of, uh, Southeast Asian descent from Laos, from Cambodia, from, um, Vietnam refugees. And, uh, at the end, we all went to a uh, Vietnamese deli and had sandwiches and desserts, etc., and, um, celebrated our action and our collective, response um to the tragedy that happened and those of us um turned up in support of those who couldn't as well so it was very heartwarming at the same time how does one deal with um the passion of the moment and a lot of it uh resulted in um our disabilities kind of emerging our anxiety Uh, i for one stutter um that's one of my disabilities um when i get impassioned um and i caught myself stuttering on the megaphone um as soon as i got on it at um the end of our route uh also getting uh caught up in the moment of so we took over the streets uh so imagine like a 100 roller skaters with some cyclists and people on foot walking in in traffic. Um we safely were able to do this for I believe it was 2.5 miles uh without getting hit. Um I did fall um on my knee pads. Uh I'm grateful for that. I had my pads on. And all of it's getting caught up in this excitement. And many of those who are excited about um, movements and have maybe seen it in film, documented um, French films, for example, German films, films around the world that capture a moment, you could see um, the passion um, that is also caught by cinematographers even in the dramatic fashion. Um, so that, that was there. And it really warmed my heart to see that um, there is a movement. And this is where disability justice comes into play. For those of you who are tuning in, there are people out there that are including Um, ableism within the fold of uh, justice beyond radical inclusion sometimes I don't think radical inclusion is good enough it's just rhetoric however keep in mind that there's many people myself included who are in these movements who are also disabled and we are speaking on behalf of our plight and our communities um there are those of us within certain communities that may not be able to articulate our um needs in terms of mental health issues in terms of our abilities however we are there and the more i speak to um my colleagues who are in these movements, the more I see how ever pervasive it is. So we are at a turning point, um, in terms of this pandemic, um, in terms of how it manifests in our, um, racial, um, groups that we identify with and how, Uh, This also applies to sexual identity politics in terms of gender, genderless politics, in terms of classism, in terms of ableism. And I have a lot of gratitude for those of us who are participating, those of us who are resting, those of us who are overwhelmed. And those of you who are tuning in and keeping uh, up to date with me and also um, accessing um, and trying to navigate this life. Um, So I just wanted to give an update. Um, I have another um, event uh, to attend tomorrow, which is in San Jose, which is... hour drive from Oakland. I do not drive. That's part of my trauma. Um, And uh, I have a community of friends who understands trauma really well. And we're all going to turn up and show out um, and take up space. Uh, Now is the time to take space if you are able to. And I encourage those of you listening to take up as much space as possible because this is our time to shine um, and it's also our time to rest so give yourself compassion during this time and realize that you are not alone in this process there are others who may not have the same experience as you however there's others out there that understand your plight as do I so in gratitude I thank you all for listening and I will post another update soon may you all um, be safe and protected from mental physical and emotional harm may you be happy and peaceful may you be healthy and strong to the best of your abilities, and may you all experience joy, ease, and well-being in this lifetime, may it be so. This is um, Darren creating refuge with a COVID-19 update regarding um, Asian hate crimes in the United States, specifically, and the response around the globe to this pandemic.